Since its conception, Armenia has rarely ever belonged to itself, having passed hands between foreign ruling powers for thousands of years, but that has never stopped its culture from flourishing or its people from creating a sovereign identity. At one point, however, Armenia was indeed an independent kingdom. In fact, in 301 AD, it was the first nation to make Christianity its official religion even before the Roman Empire. This had a profound impact on Armenian intellectual development. Written literature began in the 5th century AD with the creation of the Armenian alphabet. This was spurred by the desire to translate the Bible and other religious scripture or text, but led to a great deal of other literary advancements. For example, The Reputation of Sex by Esnek Kowatsky is considered the masterpiece of classical Armenia. It was a polemical work in defense of Orthodox Christian belief against pagan Armenian superstitions, Iranian dualism, Greek philosophy, and more. In general, Armenian monasteries became the principal centers of intellectual life, and the 5th century was dubbed a golden age. But Armenia was also known for its impressive art scene. According to Britannica, the ancient Armenian culture found expression in architecture, painting, and sculpture. The periods of greatest artistic activity tended to correspond to those of national independence or semi-independence, but for the most part, this activity had reached its high point by the end of the 14th century. The 10th century saw the first great Armenian poet, St. Gregory Narakatse, who was renowned for his mystical poems and hymns. The 16th and 17th century saw the rise of Nahape Kutchik and Aruthin Sayyidiyan, infamous troubadours whose love songs are still popular. Armenian culture continued to greatly value the arts throughout the years, producing the most famous Armenian artist known to date, Arshal Gorke, also known as the father of abstract expressionism. He was born in 1904 in the Armenian village of Gorkam Nirvan. He and his family, like many other Armenians, were later victims of, of Ottoman tyranny, and Gorke's mother died of starvation in 1919. Her memory inspired a series of his most famous portraits. He finally immigrated to the United States in 1920 at the age of 16 and became extremely influential in the genesis of his art form. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. My point is, among all of this, we were reminded that despite repeated colonization, the Armenian people achieved brilliance in areas of philosophy, intellectual advancement, art, and much more. Armenian political independence truly ended, though, after invasions and migrations by the Turks in the 11th century, when Armenian territory was divided between Ottomans and Russians. In the 15th century, the region became part of the Ottoman Empire. The Islamic Empire began in 1299 in Anatolia, where modern-day Turkey is located today. At its height, the empire reached as far north as Austria, as far east as the Persian Gulf, as far west as Algeria, and as far south as Yemen. It was centered in Istanbul, or Constantinople, where a sultan had absolute power. Armenians in the Ottoman Empire faced a great deal of discrimination, essentially living as second-class citizens as a Christian minority in the Islamic Empire. They were subject to higher taxes than their Muslim counterparts and to legal restrictions which denied them normal safeguards. In the 19th century, the declining Ottoman Empire was convinced the Armenians would betray them to form an independent state. In the aftermath of the Russo-Turkish War of 1878, the term the Armenian question became solidified, and more concerningly, the empire began looking for a solution to it. They only became more suspicious as Armenian resistance grew. In 1894, Armenians in the Sassan region refused to pay an oppressive tax, resulting in Ottoman troops and Kurdish tribesmen killing thousands. In 1895, Armenians rallied in Istanbul, which led to mass slaughter. These killings from 1894 to 1896 left at least 80,000 Armenians dead and would come to be known as the Hamidian massacres. In many ways, being able to get away with this without accountability set a concerning precedent for the genocide to come. In 1908, the Committee of Union and Progress, CUP for short, who was part of the broader Young Turks movement, came to power, and the more the empire declined, the more Armenians were used as a scapegoat. In the summer of 1914, the Young Turks joined Germany and Austria-Hungary to form the central powers of World War I. Things took a turn for the worst in January of 1915, when the Ottomans lost at the Battle of Sarakamish, which was again blamed on the Armenians. Armenian and other non-Muslim soldiers were sent to labor battalions. Disarmed Armenian soldiers were killed by Ottoman troops, and at the same time, mass 
killings of Armenian villages occurred near the Russian border. Though Armenians had historically been victims of Ottoman tyranny, this was something different. With the world war occurring and tensions building for decades, the violence would lead to something much more sinister. We will end this episode with the empowering, though tragic, story of the resistance of the city of Van. Armenians here responded to the oppressive Ottoman presence in their town by walling up their homes, barricading their streets, and digging their own trenches, though severely outnumbered. They were able to survive until the Russians arrived and liberated the city, but the fleeing population was hunted down mercilessly by Turkish irregular forces. The CUP had declared the fighting in Van an uprising, and just four days after the fighting began, the instigating event of the Armenian Genocide occurred.